the Mark West Sports Podcast. It's the Mark West Sports Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin. He's West Pierre. And we're going to give you that real sports talk from a Miami perspective. And first week of football, NFL football, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so football is officially back on, on all platforms. You know, it, it's, it's back on with, uh, we already know high school has been going for about three weeks now. Um, college is in the second week. And now the NFL. So first off, before we get into the picks, hey, man, let, let, let's just talk about the Thursday night game that happened already. Um, Tom Brady, Tom Shady. <laughs> Tom Shady and, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Bucks, the Sucks. Uh, the Tampa Bay Sucks, mm-hmm. you know, even though they're defending champions or whatnot, we're going to say that they suck on the Mark West Sports Podcast. All day. Uh, but and even though they we are calling them that, they did pull out a victory against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but I did have Dallas plus seven and a half points. So I cashed in on on, on that bet. Oh, yeah? But, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I had plus seven and a half and they, you know, made the spread. So, so first of all, just, just tell me your thoughts. Well, what do you, what do you think about the Bucks game and are they going to repeat? Mm, I don't know. It's kind of hard to repeat when it comes to football, but that game was great. You know, it, it was. was great. It, it was good from the beginning to end. Gronk and, and Tom Brady still got that rapport with each other, like still doing it like it's nothing. You know, which was aggravating, too, because I'm just like, damn, man, like, why we don't have something like that here in Miami? Hopefully our tight end and um, quarterback tandem wind up doing anything. But, yeah, back to the game, like, it was good. Um, Antonio Brown um, looking great. You know, the team looked good. You know, Leonard Fournette, you know, like, like he wearing number seven now because I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, they had his ass, like, kind of in the Wildcat. You know, um, situation. That's his old college number. Yeah, and that was crazy because you know, um, you would think that that's a quarterback looking at just the number. You know, if you don't know who you actually facing, you know, because sometimes you know, uh, majority of the time you can't identify who it is if you're a safety, you know, or someone that's so far back from the the line of scrimmage. So. I'm pretty sure they thought it was a backup and then they just wind up seeing this Leonard Fournette and he's doing his thing. But, 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 you know, the Bucks, the Sucks, they continue showing us that Tom Brady, it seemed like we normally say father time is undefeated, but damn Tom Brady, like he just keep working his magic. You know, um, I, I thought it was going to be a loss for him. And then of course you can't fucking leave a minute and like 20, a minute and 30 seconds on the clock for Tom Shady, he's going to find a way to give you a game-winning drive. And that's exactly what he did. He left two seconds on the clock just to give the other team some type of hope, but it wasn't anything. Um, normally when you kick that off, I'm just going to kick it off so you won't down it. And, and you know, you're either going to have to give a Hail Mary. And, you know, I don't think Dak Prescott – have that right now with, you know, normally if he was hundred percent healthy, he would, you know what I'm saying, um, actually be able to probably give you a 60 yard bomb. Um, but he looked good too. You know, Dak Prescott, 
did look good. Um, some may say he didn't look that great because, I mean, he had to throw the ball 58 times to actually get the numbers that he got. And when you have a quarterback throwing 58 times, that's like, damn, where is the running back? Where is Zeke? Ezekiel Elliott, like, yo, they paid you all this bread and you got a quarterback that didn't play any in the preseason. You're giving him someone that, that you know, his health, his shoulder is questionable right now and out the gate. You got him throwing the ball 58 times. Hey, for me, it was a good thing to see Dak Prescott do his thing. Um, you know, all those questions about Dak is kind of out now, especially because some people may say he outplayed Tom Brady. But um, it, it, ultimately, for me, it was a good game. Both both teams aren't my teams. Of course, you know, Dallas, people say that's America team. That is not our team. You know, our team is the Dolphins. You see Marcus with the hat. <laughs> or the University of Miami. So um, it was a good game to see. It was good. Uh, Tom Brady showed out. Dak Prescott showed out. And, you know, I, I, the crazy thing is they, um, the Bucks got this D lineman. I forgot his name. It's a weird name. But Vita he Vea. just was, huh? Vita Vea? I think so. He was just bull, bulldozing people yeah. like man against <laughs> child you know yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like and, 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 and that was good to see too so um and you got the Dominic and Sue and um, the rest of the defense coming back they practically brought back the same team so um yeah. you asking me can they repeat yeah that's probably the only thing that 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 works in their favor because of course when you have that rapport when you know what the man is thinking without him thinking where he's going to be without him you know telling you you know that 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 works well in uh, on football, especially in football, because, uh, you know, it's more of a team sport rather than basketball. So, yeah, for me, that was a perfect game to actually um, watch. You know, yeah, in yeah. the beginning, I thought it was going to be like, oh, damn, you know, the Bucks is going to go ahead and just destroy them. Of course, you had all that questions with Dak um, in the Dallas Cowboys, but it was a good game. Yeah, good I thought game. it was a great game, too. Um, it was a great way to kick off the season. Uh, but I definitely want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys game plan, which I think was a game plan that was good. Uh, it, it was good to pass as many times. It was really the game plan that the Hurricanes should have had against Alabama. Exactly. Where, where the, the defensive front of Tampa Bay is their strength. You already talked about it. Dom Kinsu, Vita Vea. And then they also got Levante David and um, uh, Devin White. You know what I'm saying? You got all these monsters in that front four. So what you gonna do? Let's spread them out. Let's let's find a one one on one coverage. I mean, Amari Cooper eight, uh, CD Lamb eight. You know, um, and Zeke. It's not like he wasn't balling. They just didn't give him the ball. You know, he had like I don't know ten carries, something like that. And when he did carry the ball, he you he know looked he, he looked pretty good. Towards they did it more towards the end of the game. Hopefully, thinking that their front. Um, their front seven was tired, which they were um, because they were rushing the passer pretty much the entire time of this game. To put Dak Prescott in a situation like that where he's coming off of a shoulder injury during the off, during this fall camp, camp, coming off an ankle injury from last season, it really impressed me about Dak. And I was like, okay, well, because I was always kind of on the fence about Dak like most people, but I think 
this performance made me think, okay, well, maybe he is like a top 10 quarterback. Maybe he does deserve that bread because for him to come out and throw up 50 times, like you said, and for them to almost win the game. And to be honest, it, if the kicker didn't miss like two field goals in the game, they would have won. And, and the only reason why that kicker and that kicker is, is usually really good. Um, he had a back injury. So if he doesn't have this back injury, um, Dallas wins this game. So it was pretty impressive uh, the cow- to see the Cowboys come out with that type of game plan, uh, pass as many times as they could. They were picking on 30. I, I don't remember his name, but I, I think it was 37. They were passing his way like every time, tiring him out. C.D. Lamb was was balling. You know, he seems like he's another player that, that is um, one of those young up and coming receivers that are, that are going to continue to to be good in this league. And Amari Cooper from the crib, Miami Northwestern, was balling as well. I think he had like ten catches for like hundred thirty something like that. Um, so so yeah, that that game plan I thought almost worked to beat a team like Tom Shady, um, who who people consider the goat of this league and the defending champions i mean it, it was pretty impressive uh, to see now as far as them re- repeating i don't think they will you know i i think because repeating is so hard in the yep. nfl the last time although the last time a team did repeat it was tom shady in 0304 but you know they were they were with Billy Bill Billy Belichick and 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 the Evil Empire and we already know the shady stuff that was going on over there. I don't think the shady stuff is going on at Tampa Bay as it was over there. So I think that plays a factor. Uh, I think they're more of a you know just a good team. They're they're a veteran team. You know, you got players like Gronk and, and Antonio Brown, like you said, look look pretty good. Gronk looks like he is is like 25 again and and tom brady man tom shady he is blowing my mind bro like as far as his play because it seems like he's getting better bro like it's it's hard it's hard to even fathom but i i think because he's older now he takes maybe less risks i mean he never really was a risk taker anyway but he takes even even less risks. And his when I was watching the telecast, they were saying that his release is actually quicker uh, than like 09. I was like, dang, that's that's crazy because that was around the time when they went undefeated during the regular season. So yeah, so Tom Brady uh is definitely uh an anomaly at this point. Him and uh you know, we hate to say on this podcast, him and LeBron James are really doing something that's un- unprecedented at this point. Like if, for, for them to be performing at, at, at this high level at, well, how old is, how old is Tom Shady? 443? 444. 44. Kicking the dough with the fofo, bro. Like, <laughs> that is crazy. But, um, you know, I, I don't think they repeat, and I hope they don't repeat. <laughs> yeah, I hope they don't repeat neither, because I mean that's that shines a light on our on our team, you know. Because I mean, you're in Florida, you know. If the Jags win, if Tampa win, then that shines light on the Dolphins. Like, what are you doing? 
you know, even though we don't, we know that the Jags ain't going anywhere anytime soon. But, but, but yeah, Tom Shady just finds a way to keep doing it. Um, you know, that's the only quarterback. You remember when he came in the league, like he looked like Mac Jones um, in that, in that picture, you know, big belly yeah. with a cigar, you know, and, and, and probably it's probably Giselle. Giselle is probably just teaching Tom, like, you got to eat like this. You got to sleep at this time on top of the trainers, you know, um, because like, like you said, you know, his, 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 the zip that he have on the ball with how quick it's coming out. What can you say? You can't say anything about cheating with that. Like, unless he did any performance enhancement drugs, but I, I doubt that he's doing that, especially look what we call him, Tom Shady. You know, I'm pretty sure he knows that a lot of people are watching him and this is not the time where you want to get caught doing anything if you once were doing something because all those Super Bowl rings will be tainted. We already think that you cheated when you was with the evil empire. So now that you're gone and technically didn't get caught, you know, you personally, even though there's a dark cloud with you throwing away your phone or breaking your phone or losing your phone for some reason when there's an investigation going on with you, you know, look, I would just continue doing what you're doing if it's legit. And if it's not legit, stop now because me and Mark is going to be the first people to rub it in your face. Yeah. So, so, but, but, but yeah, you know, um, it just seemed like a, a, a real good game plan. Like you said, you know, again, UM should have wind up doing that. Our, uh, when we played Alabama, they call our offense the air raid offense for a reason. And there was nothing about um, air raiding at that time. If anything, we were getting bombed, you know, yeah. at that particular time. So um, it is what it is. And the NFL is back. I normally don't watch the Thursday night games. Um, unless it's a real good game. This was one of the good games. Both aren't my teams. And, you know, I find a way to enjoy it. You know, I, yeah, you yeah. know, I watched, I watched majority of the game. I ain't gonna lie. I switched channels here and there, but, but, but for the most part, when I went, when I was on, um, um, had them on the screen, it definitely was something to watch. All right. So let's just talk about, you know, the game that we care about the, the most uh, this weekend which is you know we talked about the evil empire it's the evil empire against the good guys uh this weekend to start off the dolphin season the miami dolphins will be playing the new england patriots new england patriots will be starting mac jones just like how you mentioned him instead of uh cam newton who was cut uh, about a couple of weeks ago so it's a great way to start the season because we get this game out of the way and we get to see, you know, how good we are because although Bel Bill Belichick is who he is, he's still one of the greatest coaches, I think, of all time. And if we can somehow uh, get a win against him when he has basically weeks to prepare for us, then that says a lot about our team. And we already know Coach Flo is from the Evil Empire. He broke out of that. He broke out of the spell that was the Evil Empire. Yep. Is now, you know, you know, with the uh, uh, the uh, Dolphins. With what, the Dolphins. What do you call it in Star Wars, though? The Imperial oh, the Jedi. The Jedi. The Jedi. He he part <laughs> of the Jedi Knight Force, or yeah. Now, so so it's it'll be good to see 
him scheme against him because you know he's worked there so he knows what what they run so it'll be an interesting matchup and and but all eyes let's be honest are going to be on to yeah. all eyes are going to be on to and see how he performs what he does how he looks how does he handle that belichick defense what's he going to do under pressure what's he going to do uh when he needs to run the football is he going to throw the ball away is he going to be checking down uh, to his running back? Is he going to be changing plays when he sees the blitz coming, that type of stuff? That's what I'm going to be watching. I feel, I feel pretty good about our defense. I think our defense, I think that's that's Coach Flo's um, uh, strong suit. So I feel pretty good about the defense against a rookie quarterback in, in Mac Jones. And they don't really have a bevy of playmakers over there. They never really did. So I, I feel good about our defense, but can we get points is really the thing. Um, and I think we can, to be honest. I, I know I am being a homer. You already see the hat. You already know the affiliation. But me looking at it as a analyst perspective, I think the Dolphins will score some points. And, and if Coach Flo is who he is, from the past couple of years with that defense, we should be able to stop the Patriots with a rookie quarterback. Well, what's your thoughts though? I want to say that the Dolphins are going to win the game, but I really feel like we're probably going to lose the game. Unfortunately. Well, that is surprising. I, I, like, like yeah, that. it always happens. <laughs> it always happens. When, like, Cause look, every time we play New England in the beginning, we lose. We have the history, the propensity to Always, era, baby. Yeah, it's a new era, but we starting a new era with our our left tackle. You know, not wanting to take the vaccine, like you said, and now he's out with COVID. You got Shaheen, one of the tight ends that that is a good blocker. He 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 he's a good overall uh, um, tight end, and and he's out also. Of course, he didn't want to take the vaccine too. I'm I'm pro choice, but hey, that's just one of the things that happens when you don't um, take the vaccine. Things like this happen. You know, he may even have got it from someone that had the vaccine because they still can spread it anyway. But still, regardless, you're gone. And of course, there's a negative light on you guys. Um, supposedly, you're not a team player for not, you know, taking the vaccine, even though I understand why you don't. Um, for me, you know, um, two would definitely need to play a good game because Devontae Smith, you know, before he after um, before he was actually drafted. Um, by the Eagles said that Mac Jones is a better quarterback. He played with both quarterbacks, you know, from Alabama. And, you know, it, it kind of, I was like, why are you saying that? Like, you, why are you going to throw Tua under the bus? Like, you know, both of you guys, all three of you guys are from Alabama. I mean, um, you could have easily said like, you know, it's close, but you know, it's hard for me to actually um, say that, you know, and leave questions or a cloud for us to go ahead and decide. So just the plain fact that he said that, I'm really thinking that he's telling the truth because also Mac Jones was actually teaching, helping teach Tom. I'm not Tom, Tom Brady, but I'm teaching um, Cam Newton the playbook and Cam Newton been in the league for years. You know, he, he's been the MVP of the league. You know, he's been in the Super Bowl. He hasn't, he didn't win the Super Bowl. I hope, I mean, if he would have dived on the ball when it was a fumble, it probably would have been a different outcome, but that's no, 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 no here or there, but, Regardless of the fact, you got Mac Jones, 
um, the the pro, um, prototypical quarterback. He actually looks like Tom Brady. He has a better O line than the Dolphins. You know, when was the last time you ever seen Bill Belichick uh, have a bad O line? Never. You know, and when it comes to the defense, the defense was on point, always be on point. You basically said that they don't have real playmakers. But again, like you said, they never really have great playmakers unless you talk about the few years Randy Moss was there. But uh, but but other than that, or the few games that Antonio Brown was there, other than that, all you had was Gronk. Was Gronk you know, yeah. that's all you really had. You know, um, they always find a way to win. And like you said, our um, head coach came from the evil empire. He broke away. He wanted to see the light. He's part of the Jedi team now. And, and, and we basically need to show, like, the good the good guys need to win. You feel me? I'm tired of seeing the bad guy win. And that's that's Bill Belichick. You know, um, I really think that, that, that the pressure is on Tua, and that's going to go ahead and can make him or break him. Me, personally, I want him to look good. But if he look bad, now the Deshaun Watson talks is going to be looming all over again, you know. And, and, and I don't want to hear that, you know. I, I really wish that Tua is the quarterback. But if he's not, I know they're going to go ahead and get rid of him. Why? Because Mac Jones is in this division. We got Josh Allen in this division. We got uh, – uh, 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 I think really personally, I think our division is the hardest division in – the NFL right now because we got a lot of good upcoming quarterbacks and, and, and the teams are really looking good defensive wise playmaker wise you know and, and, and I think the Dolphins need to um, really um, look at this game with a microscope because like you can't let Tua get outplayed by the rookie even though Tua is kind of like a rookie but he's not a rookie because last year he played you know it would have been a better story if um, Tua didn't play a lick last year and come back and this would be his rookie season it would have been a better storyline just the plain fact that it's not and just the plain fact that he has a, a training camp we can't use that as an excuse we got better weapons we can't use that as an excuse our weapons are faster we can't use that as an excuse our defense we got the, the, the what basically i think the best corner if not one of the top three corners in the nfl and Alongside him, we got another corner that's probably top 10, you know. So it's not going to look good if we get outplayed defensively. And Bill Belichick is going to find a way. Look, that middle, I guarantee you, you're going to be noticing Needham. Uh, Nick Needham is going to be getting hurt. Rowe is going to be getting hurt. All of them is going to be getting abused in the slot. I guarantee you that. It always happens. It never fails. All this time we're talking about, oh, that's one of the best slot we see on, on slot corners. And, and watch. I guarantee you, Wester Dom is going to go ahead and tell you now and watch when you see it tomorrow. You're going to go ahead and see that this is what's going to happen. Mac Jones is going to go ahead and get it out. His hands quick. He's going to find a way. And we're going to be looking at the screen like, damn. Like, we had him. We had him. And then, you know, just the plain fact, that I noticed that Jalen Phillips is, you know, um, practicing with the third team. I'm like, I want to see you. That's that's another bust if this is the first game in Miami, your home team, and you're not even practicing with the, with the first stringers or the second stringers. You're practicing with the third stringers, you know. 
you they're 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 doing drills with you that you should have probably and i i don't know if the drills that you're doing is a product of not being able to get that knowledge from our our own home team the university of miami because development is a key factor in um are you going to be great or are you going to just be another person when you were alabama Alabama's going to go ahead and Alabama head coach Nick Saban is Bill Belichick just reincarnated. He just, (laughs) but both of them have that, that, that same charisma. We hate you. We hate your charisma, but when y'all are meticulous in your game plan, you're meticulous, um, meticulous in, in um, development of your players um, in college and in the NFL. So I really do think that even though Bill Belichick doesn't really have too much to work with besides the quarterback, he's going to find a way to make it work. And our team, we're going to be like, like, again, again, you know, a lot of people, and I need this win because we had a loss last week, you know, and, and, and it was not even a loss. It was a, a, a domination. And, and, and I, I didn't even want to listen to, to sports, um, Sports um, talk radio for 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 like practically the whole week, yeah. you know. Like l- let them forget about that loss, you know. So hopefully it's not another week, another day tomorrow where I'm like, damn, you know, y'all ruining my damn Sunday. Y'all ruined my <laughs> Saturday last week. Now yeah. I don't need y'all ruining my Sunday. So please do what it do. Tua, we're watching you. We're rooting for you. But damn, you already know. Pressure bust pipes. And if that pressure busts your pipe, you already know what's going to happen. They're going to go ahead and ship you out. And then Deshaun Watson will be here next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that perfectly transitions to the point that I want to make is that I don't want to see the same thing that happened last season with Tua, where Tua is getting pulled when he's starting to not have a good game. I do not want to see that this season at all. Yeah, we don't have this magic, but we got Jacoby Brissett as our backup quarterback, who is a serviceable backup quarterback. You know, yep. he's, he's from the crib, by the way. He's from Palm Beach. Um, so we always root for people from the crib. Um, but at the same time, I do not want to see that type of, 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 you know, uh, action happening with the head coach pulling the quarterback out of the game, you know, mid game, you know, no, don't do that. You, you trusted in Tua, let Tua play the entire time, let him play the entire game. If you want to start another quarterback in another game, then let that quarterback start if you feel that way after, let's say, four or five games, if you feel that, okay, Tua, if we're like one in five at, after six games, then, yeah, um, maybe you should start a, uh, another quarterback. And, yeah, maybe you should trade for Deshaun Watson. But as far as right now, I do not want to see Coach Flo pulling Tua out of the game. Trust in Tua. See what he can do. See, you know, if he is really worthy of this, you know, top three, was he third? I think he was third overall. Third. Mm-hmm. See if he was really worth that. And I believe he is. He needs to 
you know, be knocked down. He needs to maybe throw an interception. You know, hopefully he doesn't. But he may need that just to understand, hey, I can't throw that ball over there. Or, you know, this guy's coverage is going to cause an interception or a deflection or whatever. He needs to kind of go through the – let him just go through the growing pains because – Players like Josh Allen went through growing pains his first year. He wasn't great. He was yeah. okay. He was just an <laughs> okay quarterback. Just yeah, he was throwing the stands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was just trying to figure it out. And then the next year, he makes the playoffs with the Bills. And then the next year after that, he makes it to the AFC Championship game. And he's considered an MVP candidate going into this season. So we're hoping that that's going to be the same transition or progression that, that Tua goes through. Um, now, as far as the games, what you said, you know, it, it, it's kind of crazy that like you would be saying all of this because usually you are more the, you know, I'm just going to go with the home team no matter what. Just like last I week. My lesson. I learned my lesson. Just like last <laughs> week when you was like, oh, I think Miami's going to win. I was like, what? Are you serious? Let me hear this explanation because I need to know, you know, <laughs> like. And I was thinking about start- the air raid offense, which was yeah. not. Man, we already Forward talked about they should have changed the the game plan was flawed last last week. They they should at least had a chance. Like if the if the Hurricanes played like Dallas did on Thursday, and still lost, I would be happy today, you know, or the day after, you know. Uh, and I would still watch Sports Center because I do the same thing, Wes. <laughs> but <laughs> when when the Hurricanes lose, the Dolph, well, Dolphins not so much because they don't talk about them yeah. as much. Yep. But when the Hurricanes lose, they talk about them at, at nauseum. And the Heat, too. When the Heat lose, they, they talk about them at nauseum. And I only watch no sports center. Um, I barely listen to sports radio. You know me. I'm always listening to sports radio. I barely listen to that. I'm like, oh, I'm up. Let's, let's see what album came out this week. <laughs> I'm just going to listen to music for that mm-hmm. whole week. And that's basically what, what's been happening for the most part. But, yeah, um, I do think – they're going to find a way to confuse Mac Jones. And because of that, I think it's going to be a close game. And we might as well give our picks on what we think is going to happen score-wise. And the score of this game, to me, I think is going to be relatively low. I think they score both maybe in the 20s, maybe Mm -hmm. high teens type Mm -hmm. of game. Yep. Um, I don't think it's going to be high scoring, as high scoring as that game on Thursday night, um, because those are really kind of, you know, established quarterbacks. These are new quarterbacks, basically, you know, two is going into his second year. But like you said, it feels like he's he's still a rookie. Like this is just a really long rookie season mm-hmm. uh, for Tua. So I don't think they're going to light it up. You know, I don't think either team is going to light it up. I think both of these coaches are defensive minded coaches and they're going to really break it down and confuse these quarterbacks. I think there will be some mistakes, maybe some fumbles, you know, and, you know, a lot of punts, I think. So I think it's going to be a a relatively low scoring game, but I'm going to go with the home team. You know, I'm going to go with, you know, the dolphins. I'm going to do what Wes usually does. So we switching up you know, this time on the podcast. But I think they win this game 24-20. See, gosh, almost had the same score. But I think we're going to lose 24-21. Or, matter of fact, 27-24. Field goal will determine it. You know, 
the Patriots always have um, a a reasonable um, kicker. I think his kicker is their kicker is one of the best kickers in the NFL, to be honest with you, besides our kicker. Um, and I think that's going to be the, the the deciding factor of the game um, because you know both are def- defensive teams. So like you alluded to, the scores won't be that high. Mine's is a little higher than yours, but I really feel like the Dolphins will lose that game. Now, I want to be wrong. I really want to truly be wrong. I do not want to start the season with a loss. Let let Bill Belichick and the evil empire deal with that. Of the starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins to start off good. Because if you could beat Bill Belichick a Hall of Fame um, coach, defensive-minded coach, that 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 speaks volumes for you and that put confidence in yourself because I don't know that many coaches that's probably better than Bill Belichick, you know. Um, and if you can go ahead and, and win against that team, then you're in the right di- direction. If you look like you're lost, a deer in head, uh, um, caught in a car's headlights, then we're going to have a problem. I need to see Tua of the preseason – Tour of the preseason, accurate like he was in, in the NCAA, you know, um, that's what I want. I want to see that type of game, game plan. Um, but again, um, you said if uh, Tua should have an interception, yes, but not in this game because <laughs> you do not want to give uh, um, Bill Belichick any extra time with the ball. He normally capitalized. It's either it's going to be a field goal or a touchdown. You're not going to throw an interception and then it's just like, okay, three and out. Or, you know, no. He's going to make sure that you, like, damn, you gave him some points. We do not need that, you know. Now, again, I want us to win, but I really feel like we're probably going to lose, especially with the evil empire. Because, damn, you got people from the Dolphins, you know, you know, they when we had to cut our our, our roster, they grabbed up on um, um, Malcolm Perry. Let me let me see. He's hurt, let me, He's oh, hurt though. He's not gonna play. That doesn't mean nothing. You know why? Because damn, what do what are, what are this, some of their calls? We call them the evil empire for a reason. What are some of their calls? What are, <laughs> are there are some of their tendencies? You got Godchild. You know what are some of their calls on defense? You know, you got some people from the Dolphins, and and that's what the dog on what what Bill Belichick normally do, and he normally do it with the Dolphins. Every time we let someone go on our team, he wind up picking them up, yeah. and then he's gonna he's gonna use the knowledge that they gained for being on a team, as far as with the playbook, as far as with signal calls, as far as with calls in general tendencies. He's gonna ask those things, and even though he's not playing in the game. His presence, his knowledge will be felt. True. I mean, that's a really good point. I actually didn't even really think about that. Uh, but hey, he does that with the Dolphins. Why? Because he's lost to the Dolphins more than any other team yeah. in his career. Let, let's just let's just be honest. We have the Patriots number. If there's yeah. any team that has the Patriots number, it's the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know this for a fact because my wife is from Boston. <laughs> so we always have this thing every time. 
you know, when this game happens. She always be acting like, yeah, I'm going for the Dolphins or whatnot. But then once we win and I'll be talking smack, she'd be like, oh, she don't be wanting to hear all of that. You know, she'd be all in her feelings, you know. And and if the Patriots win, then she'd be like, oh, it always happens. Like from Blase Squash, you know, you know, she's low key with it. But, you know, I'm, I'm very tuned into it now. I've always been tuned into it, let's be honest. But even more so now that it's basically in 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 the household, it's a house divided for the Sunday, you know. Hopefully, <laughs> but, we're not. Uh, but yeah, we have their numbers. So I mean, odds are, I mean, it is on the road, and we usually don't win the game on the road, like like in in New England, which this game is in. But hey, man, I like the chances with, with Coach Flo. And and last last season. We we lost the game in, in New England. Yeah, we lost. Cam Newton was running to, running all over us. It was it was the first game of the season too? It was the it? first game too. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but that was COVID, man. That was COVID. This is this is a new season. We had a full training camp. You know, Coach Flo is 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 got we got this, bro. We are gonna be happy tomorrow. You know, I'm usually not the optimist on this on the show, but I feel optimistic about this this team this season. Let's go Dolphins, man. Let's, let's go. go Dolphins. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but yeah, man. Let let's talk about the other games on on the slate here. Okay. Uh, the one that jumped out to me was the Chiefs and the Browns. Yeah. That that game is um is big because Cleveland they loaded up. They loaded up with you know some players. They already had a squad already, and you know we both love Baker Mayfield. We're both fans fans of the kid. You know, we like the, the 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 brashness, you know, the arrogance and the, the gunslinger mentality, which he's been kind of toning it down a little bit because, you know, sometimes he gets too much and, and he throws interceptions, but he's been toning it down last season. Uh, they should have won the game against uh, Kansas City, but Chad Henney, remember that, Chad Henney came into the game and won the game for... for the the Kansas City Chiefs, which is just another slap on the face to the crazy. Dolphins. Like like, I mean, I wasn't watching the game. I forgot what I was doing at the time. I wasn't watching it, but I heard about it, and I was just like, "What?" I think I was at a Hurricanes game because I think it was on a Saturday. You know, I think it might. I think it was on a Saturday, and I was doing something, and I heard about it. Uh, like the reporters around me were telling me, it was like Chad Henney's in the game." I was like, "Chad Henney." He still plays. <laughs> he still plays. Yes. And he's helping them win the game against the Browns, the vaunted defense of the Browns. So <sighs> you know that taste in, in the Browns' mouth is, is still fresh. And they've been thinking about this game all season, you know? But these are the Chiefs, though. You know, this is Patrick Mahomes. This is Tyreek Hill. This is Travis Kelsey you know, arguably the best players at their respective positions or at least top two, you know, or three. Um, so it, it's going to be a great game. And it's the late game. It's at 425 on Sunday. So it's after the, well, actually not. It's playing at the same time as the Dolphins game. Dolphins game is a late game, 430, um, which we don't like. We like the early games. Yes. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so I'll be watching probably back and forth on, on red zone, but mostly the Dolphin game probably have the split screen or, or, you know, you know how we do, Mm -hmm. but, um, is Kansas city 
minus five and a half. So they favored by six, basically six points to win the game, which I think sounds about right considering what happened last season. But if I'm betting on this game, I'm betting the Browns, you know, just because they added Jadavion Clowney. They still have Miles Garrett. You know, they still had uh, the young boy from from Miami, um, uh, uh, Olivier Vernon. You know, yeah, Vernon. They got. Yeah. They still got um, the tight end from the University of Miami. They still got they David. They still got David Njoku, and and I believe they still got they got Hayden Hurst also at tight end. So o, OBJ is supposed to be finally back. You still have um, Jarvis Landry, a, a wide receiver, the slot king. Um, so. And, and let's not talk about the running backs, which is probably their strongest. You got Kareem Chubb. Hunt and Nick Chubb as your running backs. I mean, those are two number one running backs on a team. And I love Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is like one of my favorite running backs just to watch. He just he's just a really good player. He's he's physical. He'll take you on and he'll make you miss. Very decisive on where he wants to run. He's just a great player to watch play. So. I'm kind of a fan of the Browns. I just like like their team overall. I'm not a fan of OBJ. You know, he's like the one player I'm not really a fan of. If anybody knows me, they always know I'm always clowning at OBJ. He's a crier. He's like, he's he, he's just mellow, dramatic. He's a prima donna. He's a diva. Everything you want to call him, he's that. And I'm just not a fan of this kid me at neither. all. Um, but everybody else on the team, I am pretty much a, a, a fan of. So I'm going with the Browns uh, to make the spread, but I still think Kansas City wins the game. <laughs> <laughs> I still think Kansas City wins the game by a field goal, but this, this, I mean, this is the game to watch if you're not a Dolphins fan. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. Like, um, I really feel like the, the Davian Clowney will definitely have a good game. Why not just a good game, but a good season? Because you got the other guy on the other side and all that attention is going to go to him. So, you know, you're basically going to be in a lot of one-on-ones on your side. And, and I think that you can win a lot of those one-on-ones. You know, again, you know, you got the Njoku's, you got, you got the Chubbs, you know, you got Baker Mayfield. And, of course, like you said, he's toned it down as far as with being a gunslinger. And it wind up being his best season, you know, last year. You know, being more aware, being more of a – but, again, I like the bravado that he gives. You know, I like I like that. I want to see that from my quarterbacks. You know, it makes make one of the defense want to clock you, take you out the game, you know, because I still do think – I still do think that there's bounties um, in the NFL. They just – they just don't see it, you know, because I do think that some people will be trying to get certain players out of the game. Um, but, yeah – Back to Kansas City. Kansas City, you know, you got Kelsey. You got arguably one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the league right now with Patrick Mahomes as far as with how he has these magical trick throws. Um, he find a way to make it work, things that that um, they always told you not to do. You know, he's doing it and he's making it work and he's making these people that naysayers seem stupid you know it's like yo all this time y'all been saying not to do this and he's doing it and and it's working for him you got one of the best um, office-minded coaches in Andy Reid you know you got 
arguably the fastest uh, wide receiver with, with Tyreek Hill in the game. Um, and, and, and not just that, you shored up, you shored up that O-line. You know, you shored up that O-line, you're going to give him uh, a lot more time in the pocket, um, of course. And that's not what you want to do. You do not want to give a good team, a good quarterback, more time in the pocket. If you're just giving him more time to pick you apart. So if I was Cleveland Browns, um, I would definitely um, be rushing and attacking him as much as you can, try to injure him, you know, not for the season, but take him out the game, hit him, make him think about everything before he actually does it. Um, because, you know, once you give that quarterback confidence, especially a young quarterback, um, it's lights out for you. So for me personally, I, I really think that the, the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield need to, in the beginning, probably be that gunslinger, you know, kind of be like Dak Prescott throwing the ball a lot more because Kansas City can score anytime, anywhere, quick as fuck. So if you're thinking you're winning and you leave them time like Tom Brady and they find a way to win because they got fast receivers that can go ahead and just bomb you with one play. So um, Chubb and um, Chubb will not be a factor early on, you know. Of course, you're going to try to establish the run. But again, ain't no establishing the run if you give Kansas City seven points, 14 points automatically, and it's 14 to zero or 14 to three. You need to make sure that you you stay on pace with what um, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid is doing. So you need to go ahead and make sure you probably score first. And if you don't score first, if Kansas City actually scores first, keep up with them. All them field goals ain't working. Um, you need a lot of time to, uh, um, um, to catch up from them because you're a different type of offense. You are like a running offense first and then you pass. You know, that kind of helped Baker make it field also because when he was the gunslinger in the beginning and not really running the ball, y'all was losing a lot of the games that y'all should have actually won. One, please, at this particular time, don't run the ball. Run the ball, but do what Dallas tried to do. Dallas didn't use Zeke, um, you know, so much, too much in the game. Like like Marcus alluded to, he had like 10, um, 10 carries. And the reason why is because of who he was playing. So you need to have that same mentality. If you have a decent score, lead, two, two possession lead, run the ball. Waste as much time as you can and call it a day. But for me, I really think it's going to be a close game anyway because I think this team, these teams are evenly, evenly matched. And, yeah, um, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have a great offense, but I think Cleveland got a decent defense. You know, Patrick yeah. Mahomes is not going to have that time. Like, like, like we said, they got two great DNs uh, on the team. Uh, I think they drafted a corner. Um, I don't remember the corner name. He was a rookie. He should be a rookie this season, but uh, I think they drafted a corner, which they probably attacked. But, you know, they drafted him high. So, you know, um, I, I really think that the defense will work with what they're actually doing. So, for me, I think it's going to be a close game. I think that uh, it should probably be same score like the Dolphins, but I'm going to go with the score um, 34 to 30. Um, um, Kansas City. Okay, that sounds pretty much on point with, with, with how I would um, uh, predict the game as well. Uh, 
Let me go ahead and look at this real quick. And the teams that we're going to be a good game, it's going to be a defensive game, it's going to be the Bills versus the Steelers. And the Steelers, you know, they just paid uh, um, um, the other Watt brother all that money, made him the highest paid um, defensive end in the league, which I think that, you know, he deserves it. You know, I don't know what the hell is wrong with that family. What the hell was the mom eating when <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, all that cheese, all that cheese in Wisconsin. Oh, so, because brother, Hall of Famer, um, probably first ballot, if you say he always leaves everything on the 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 gridiron, and, and the little brother just coming in and he does the same thing. Crazy thing I heard on um, when I was listening to Five Sixty, and um, um, Michael Dieter was talking about, um, you know, um, um, KJ Watt or um, what was it? TJ Watt. Yeah. TJ Watt speaking on on when he was in Wisconsin and he was like, yo, he was always injured. He was not even a DN. He was what? He was a tight end, not never really got any playing time. And as soon as he changed the position, they all seen it. So basically he was saying his whole life he was play, um, playing in the wrong position. You talking and... about JJ Watt? No, not oh, JJ Watt, TJ Watt. Oh, you talking about the little brother? The little brother. The little brother oh, okay. used to play with Dieter when they both was on Wisconsin. And he was like, um, TJ Watt was not even a DN. He was a tight end his whole career. He wasn't getting no play time. He always was injured, you know, fighting injuries and trying to trying to get some some time on the field. And he just changed, they changed his position. I don't know if he did it or they changed it for him. Um, but but after that, they seen it. They seen they was like, oh, he's gonna be, he's gonna be what it is. They seen the athleticism and everything like that. So Michael Dieter of Miami Dolphin, our um center is like, yo, if he's speaking highly of this individual, then I'm gonna go ahead and and, and, and piggyback on what he's saying, you know, especially what what he already showed us, you know, these last few years. You know, you're not gonna pay an individual and make him the highest paid um DN in the league if he if he wasn't doing what he normally do. He comes from a family that gives you double digit sacks every year. So I would pay him that money. Now, again, ultimately when it comes to what, you know, the Pittsburgh um, Steelers, um, I'm going to go on with Pac, Pac-Man Jones said. They're the, 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 the team that, the, the dirtiest team in the league <laughs> alongside the evil empire. But they're the dirtiest team in the league. They're going to find a way to win the game. Um, ben Roethlisberger, um, the Ben Roethlisberger, allegedly, um, he 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 lost the weight. He 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 looks he looks like Bill Ben Roethlisberger of her, um, um, of old. You know, same like Tom Brady is like both you guys aren't aging. Um, you're aging correctly. You're aging the right way. You know, normally you see the decline. Last year we seen the decline with you, um, but I don't know if you know, all of the um, media talk and all of the um, shaming of you not being your normal self, put a little fire under your butt where I'm going to put that burger down. You know, I'm going to put, I'm going to put all this um, food down because I mean, they call you Big Ben for a reason. Right now you don't look like Big Ben. You look like, you look like, you look decent, but you don't look like Big Ben that we know. So hopefully, hopefully you losing and shedding that weight, um, 
you can still be that same person because there's a lot of uh, uh, missed tackles that happened because you was Big Ben. You know, now I don't know if you're going to stay upright the same way. Same like when Tom Brady, he almost fumbled the ball. They swatted his arm and he kept the ball. I was like, damn, that's supposed to be a fumble. But again, worth ethic um, and things like that um, plays a factor. So I don't really think that they're going to make Josh Allen come and, and um, like basically like show him that we're the new powerhouse. You know, I, I really feel like um, they're going to go ahead and run the ball. They're going to do their thing. But again, only, only way I would go with what the Bills is if Stefan Diggs have a great game. If he have a great game, then the Bills going to win. If he doesn't, then, you know, typical evil empire, typical Pittsburgh Steelers, they're going to find a way to win because, again, you know, certain teams, tradition plays factors in certain things. Like, so if you was always a loser, normally you stay a loser. Normally you find a way to lose the game. You know, we just left the Cleveland Browns talking about the Cleveland Browns. They normally have a trash bag over their head and they normally find a way to lose. Now it looked like they're going in the right direction. Same thing like the Buffalo Bills, you know, it looked like y'all going in the right direction. Same like the Miami Dolphins. Hopefully we got our quarterback. But for me, ultimately, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think both ain't really going to look like, you know, uh, they're outmatched or this is a game like, you know, a blowout. I really think it's going to be a close, close game. They're fighting for their integrity. integrity. They're fighting for who's the best in the AFC. And I don't think Big Ben want to start off the season losing to Josh Allen, even though Josh Allen is is the next Big Ben, he is the next Big Ben. He's yeah. big. He, he 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 like this guy like running over people. You know, hopefully yeah. he'll try to do that. He's you know, more athletic. Yes, he's, he's more, more athletic. athletic. <laughs> you know, he's more athletic. He's big. He's big. Um, and, and and but 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 like please like don't don't try to run nobody over. Like slide. You know, but matter of fact, yeah, try running somebody over. You're not this. <laughs> Somebody over, please. Yeah, you know, <laughs> injure yourself, injure your shoulder, you know, do something, you know. But yeah. but I really think that it's gonna be a close game. I really don't think it's gonna be a um a high scoring game. I really think this game is gonna be a low scoring game. Um, I think it's gonna be uh 20 to 17 Pittsburgh with the win. All right, that's an interesting pick, you know. Uh just kind of hearing everything, it made me kind of rethink. Uh, how I was going to go for this game and the spread on this game is six and a half. So they favoring the bills to win by a touchdown basically. And, you know, just looking at this game, I think this game's coming down to two things. I think it's coming down to Pittsburgh. Can they actually run the ball? For some reason they couldn't run the ball last season. Uh, they, or they abandoned it. They, they would make it then throw like 50 times a game, just like what we saw with uh, Dallas on Thursday night. So they need to go back to running the ball. And guess who they got running the ball now? Najee Harris, who looked really good in the offseason, you know, in the uh, preseason. Yeah. So you got not, you now got a, a running game. So now Ben doesn't have to throw it 50 times a game. You can give this guy who's a rookie, obviously. So he is, you know, fresh, he's hungry. Was, it, was that? He has a lot of tread on that tire. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He he's he's fresh. He's hungry. 
he's from Alabama, so he's already basically from an NFL type of program. So he's he's a plug and play type of guy. So if they can run the ball, I agree with you. I think they can they can beat the Bills because to be honest, the Bills don't really have a strong running game. They got Devin Singletary from the crib, by the way, and they got Zach Moss also from the crib. But these two players have been injured a lot, you know, in, in these past couple of seasons. They two young running backs, but they can't stay on the field. So neither one of them is the every down back. I think Najee Harris can be that every down back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So and the Steelers defense, let's not forget, like this defense was actually really good. It wasn't until um, Bud Dupree got hurt and Bush also got Bush also from the crib as well, um, got hurt that they started to decline. Let's not forget that this team was undefeated going into the last four games, but you could tell that they were kind of like about to lose. And we actually predicted that they would lose and they did uh, last season because of all the injuries and, you know, you can't depend on Ben hundred percent. He's an old guy. Um, and I, I did, I did see some of his um, work in preseason and yeah, he, he looks like he's back to, to form, but I really think it's all about the running game and it's all about Josh Allen as well for the bills. So Josh Allen is a great player. He is, you know, he tore up the dolphins last season. Let's be honest. He tore us up and he, he's actually tore us up for two seasons in a row with his running ability, passing, you know, and now he got, had Stephon Diggs last season. Stephon Diggs was probably the only receiver last season that was eaten against X-Men. He was the only receiver to me that was like dog and X uh, last season. So I expect that to continue, um, you know, uh, this season as far as their, you know, their uh, connection um, Allen and Stephon Diggs, I, I, I expect that to be even better than it was last season because last season, that was his first season with the Bills. So, and, you know, Diggs is trying to get that contract. I believe he's in a contract year. So he's going to try to show out so he can get a big contract from the Bills. So, so yeah, just kind of looking at this game, I think the Steelers, from what you said and from just knowing that they, that that defense is back, you know, and I think a lot of everybody's like on the Bills, you know, everybody's like, okay, well, the Bills are the team of the AFC East, you know, they are likely going to go to the AFC Championship, and I think that type of stuff goes to goes to players' heads, goes to coaches' heads, and they maybe don't prepare as much because they have all this hype surrounding them, and if you rely on a quarterback to do too much, then likely you're not going to win the game, especially in the NFL. You have to have a balanced team. You know, you can't just have a great quarterback because if, if that were the case, then the Baltimore Ravens or, or the Seattle Seahawks would be in the Super Bowl every year. And they're not because they're just the quarterback, basically, for these past couple of seasons. And that it doesn't win you championships. That doesn't win you divisions either. Bills have a great defense, too. Now, let's not front. Their defensive backfield is probably one of the best in the league at this point. Um, so I, I think, you know, that they're, they're definitely a legitimate team. I was, you know, most people would say that they're the favorite to win the AFC East again. We'll see what, what, how we look first game. And then we can circle back on that question. Um, but I do think Pittsburgh is going to make, at least make the spread and they could definitely win this game. 
actually think they will win this game. And I think it's going to be a one point game. So I think this is going to be, you know, I actually think it's going to, I disagree with you as far as the, 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 the amount of scoring. I actually think this is going to be a high scoring game. You know, I think, um, I think, uh, you know, I think it starts out slow and then towards the end, it, it'll become, it becomes a back and forth type of game. So it's not going to be overly high. I'm not saying forties, you know, but I think this is going to be maybe a, a, a 28 to 30 type of game and uh, the Steelers squeak it, squeak it out. You know, especially with the, being the defensive minded team with the Pittsburgh Steelers and like you said, you know, they got Najee Harris. So, you know, they're going to try to be controlling that clock. So we'll see. We'll see. So uh, the next game that I thought jumped out to me was this uh, Cardinals-Titans game, bro. This, this Cardinals-Titans game is going to be good. Now, this is a game that is is at 1 o'clock. So you can watch this before the Dolphins game. Uh, the Titans, obviously, we got Tannehill at quarterback. You know, uh, we got um, um, Derrick Henry, King Henry at, at running back. We got Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. I'm excited to see those two dogs on the field together. Tannehill got no excuse, bro. He got no excuse at all. You got arguably the best running back. You got two of the best running backs and probably the, the as far as size is concerned, size and skill combination probably the best in the league you know not probably the best in the league when it comes to size and skill the best tandem in the league you know the only one that comes close is aj green and 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 knuck over there in with the cardinals which is the team that they're playing (laughs) you know so that's why this game is like it's really intriguing you know and of course kyler murray i still think he's you know has a chance to be one of those uh best quarterbacks in the league uh, so we'll we'll see how he progresses in this year. Um, and I think the Cardinals added a couple of pieces defensively, too. I can't think uh, right now, but I, I feel like they added a couple of pieces. Tennessee's defense is, was always pretty decent as well. They did make the playoffs last year, one playoff game. Um, so, so, yeah, I think this game is, is the other good game to watch. You know, Tennessee playoff team, Arizona almost the playoff team last season, but they were always right on the, right on the cusp of, of making the playoffs. If it wasn't for, um, you know, a couple of, you know, plays here and there, they, they probably would have made the playoffs. But as far as this game is concerned, they got Tennessee minus three in this game. So Tennessee favored to win by a field goal in this game, which I think is about right. Sounds about right. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the experts on that, you know, just based on, just based on the tandem that I talked about, I think Julio Jones, like weirdly is playing with a chip on his shoulder. He's been like one of the best receivers of this era. And he is like playing with something to prove, which which sounds crazy because, you know, you're Julio Jones, you're going to be in the, in the, in the hall of fame. And for you to be playing with a chip on, on your shoulder with A.J. Brown and you're not the number one, I mean, it's like 1A, 1B as far as the receivers are concerned. And 
And it's not all on you. You got Derrick Henry back there running the ball like a like a truck. So and Tannehill, we, we know, is a serviceable quarterback. If he has those pieces around him, which he never had those type of pieces in Miami, you know, if you have you put those those pieces around him, he's a serviceable quarterback. He can make plays. He can run and, and get you a first down when you need it, when, you know, when, when all else fails. So, yeah, I think Tennessee is kind of a dark horse pick uh, to, to make it very far this season based on that addition to Julio Jones. And I think that they win this game over Arizona. Um, let's say I would say 28-21. Perfect. Same, same exact score I would have probably got. But yeah, I, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. But but rather than saying the tandem, I think they got the trifectas, you know, they got the trifectas. They got AJ Brown, they got Julio Jones, and then you got not Derrick Henry. John Henry, big John Henry in the back, you feel me? Like an 18-wheeler that's going to run your ass over, drag your ass, drag by two, three players if you try to tackle me. So I really think, and, and, and Tannehill, he's a reasonable quarterback. He's the Alex Smiths. He's the, 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 um, the let me see, not the quarterback whisperer. He's the individual that can, can just manage the game as best game as he manager. can. He's a great game manager. So personally, like what you said, if anything breaks down, he can even run. You know, this guy's his whole career been a wide receiver, so you know he could take hits. Majority of the time, like, I wouldn't say he's injury prone because, you know, it just was unfortunate, you know, Calais Campbell wind up doing what he did that injured him. And it was not even a penalty, you know. I mean, you can't go for the quarterback's knees, and that's exactly what he did. You know, he did not want to take the advice of the team. He wanted to heal naturally, and then he wound up getting injured again. You know, so um, that's the only knocks in his um, in his cape. If you if you were to call him Superman of the team, you know, that's the only little dent that he had in as far as with injury. But as far as criticism, he knows the criticism. He had a lot of criticism down here, so I know that. He's well prepared because he's not trying to go back to having that negative criticism, especially when you have that trifecta of a uh, of a team around you and you got a decent um, defense. You know, you got a good defense. You got you got great wide receivers. You got a power running back in John Henry, not Derrick Henry, John Henry in the back. Yeah, that's my new name for him, John Henry. You know, <laughs> and, and, and and I really feel like Kyler Murray. I'm going to find a way, even though I think Kyler Murray is a real good quarterback. You know, I think a lot of people are, you know, like um, not really talking about him the way they should be talking about him because he's a real good quarterback. I remember when the Dolphins played him and two and him was going back to back. I was like, yo, we got the quarterback, you know, like 34, 30, like, you know, we really was throwing the ball. So me personally, I think that he's going to do his thing also, but I, I really feel like, um, they don't have the the, the, the power that uh, Tennessee Titans bring with A.J. Brown, with Julio Jones, like what you said, he's not trying to prove. This is someone that um, anyone can say is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Only thing that he don't have is the Super Bowl. And a lot of people don't have Super Bowls, you know, and they're still in the Hall of Fame because Hall of Fame is an individual um, accolade. So for me, I think Julio is going to have that, that, that chip on his shoulder, like what you said. 
Um, he, he's, um, people's knocking him because he was injured the last few years. But when he's, when he's on the gridiron, you're going to have to focus on that guy. Yeah. You can't double him no more because you got AJ Brown on the other side, you know? And if you double him, then you got Derrick Henry, because if you double him, normally you get doubled from the corner and the safety. The safety is supposed to be looking at Derrick Henry, John Henry in the back. Any slight, uh, you know, all you need is half a second, a second, and, and it's over. So that safety that normally will be focusing on the running back, you know they're focusing on, on Julio Jones. And, yeah, he's the second-string court on, on wide receiver, but like you said, 1A, 1B. Like, I'm going to throw to the person that's open. That's Randy Moss, just bigger. Yeah. Randy Moss, just bigger. Because he runs fast. I think he runs a 4-4, you know. Um, he, 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 and he came from Alabama. Everybody that come from Alabama, they be balling. You know, yeah. like you alluded to, Amari Cooper. Him, he's balling. You know, you got Mac Jones balling. You know, you got um, Tua, hopefully Tua will do your thing. But everyone that comes from Alabama. And Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry. Like, come on, man. John Henry, come on, man. Look, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. So, me personally, I think that um, it should be close, but it's not going to be close. I think that this game is going to be 24 um, to 34. Um, the Tennessee Titans will win by 10 points. And, you know, um, there was silence. Um, all that negative talk that they had with Julio Jones, he'll remind you why his name is Julio. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, what other what other game you? you, you the the next game I want to talk about. You know, it goes back to the AFC. Um, this is going to be a rivalry, um, or um, it, it shouldn't be a rivalry, but it's a rivalry already because you got one quarterback that was for the Jets that got shipped to the Panthers, and you got Zach Wilson. Like, he looking like a champ. You feel me? Like, Wilson is looking like he is doing and his thing, and he is the right quarterback for the actual job. We always know that the Jets always have a good defense. The AFC, every team in the, in the AFC normally have good defense. But ultimately, I, I, I really feel like this, even though both teams, I don't think that they will go far this year, period, you know, because both of them are rebuilding. Both of them just got new quarterbacks, you know. And, of course, it's the it's the damn Jets. It's the damn Jets and it's the Panthers. Now, um, before I go on, 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 on my picks of the game, you know, um, the Panthers did say there is a opening for Cam if he ever want to come back. Oh, wow. Yes, 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 yes. Management, owner, I don't know if it was the owner or just management, but them just putting that out there, it's probably some some fuel to that fire. It's not no beat writer. It's coming from um, within that organization, and that probably can be a good thing if um, um, Donald don't um, don't work. You know, um, I really feel like Donald is gonna have a chip on his shoulder though. Like, yo, y'all y'all set me up with Adam Gase. You know, this guy that that's been riding the coattail of Peyton Manning. Um, for the last few years, that's how he got his job in Miami. He fooled us all. He fooled all of us, you know? We thought he was a guru. We thought he was a quarterback whisperer. He's not. He's trash, you know? Mm -hmm. He's not a great, maybe you can say he's a great offensive coordinator. But as far as a head coach, horrible, you know? Um, any guy that, 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 
that that's supposed to be worried about the offense and defense, but when when the defense is on the field, you're over there sitting down, reading and not knowing what's going on in the actual game. You needed to go, and I think that the Jets did a good thing in that. But they did a bad thing by getting rid of Donald because you didn't even give him a chance. And for that, I really think that he's going to be like, yo, I need to come over here and show these MFers that – I'm the guy that needed to be in New York. Yeah, you got Zach Wilson, but I'm going to outplay that guy. You know, I'm going to be the one to show you, even though both our teams suck, I want you guys to already be talking about, damn, we done messed up. Damn, we done shipped away the quarterback that we should have had. And, but I really feel like Zach Wilson is the better quarterback, (laughs) to be honest with you. Um, the way the guy throws, he has a, 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 a good arm. Um, it looks like he has um, the offense down pat, you know. Um, of course, yeah, I was like Bill Belichick, the evil empire, looking at some of those jet games or jet preseasons to see because I hate the Bills, but I really hate the Jets. You know what I mean? Those, I like, 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 I really hate the Jets and the Patriots. Like, I hate those teams, you know? I don't yeah. hate the players. I hate the team. You know, that, them organizations, I hate them. So, um, but I really feel like um, it's, it, it shouldn't be a game that's talked on because, again, like, both these teams, I really don't feel like going anywhere now, at least um, in the near future. But I really feel like this is a good game because of what they did to Donald and um, Dems um, drafting that that quarterback in Zach Wilson. So um, I don't know how the Panthers' defense looked this year. Don't know too much about their defense. But Panthers normally always had a good defense. You know, I know that their head coach is coaching for the Washington football team right now, and that probably plays a factor. But let me just go on history. The Panthers normally have a reasonable defense. The Jets always have a good defense, and both got two um, starting quarterbacks. One, I would still say is a rookie, even though it's his, like, third, maybe fourth year, because, like, you have somebody holding him back in Adam Gase, and now that you're with a new offensive coordinator, a new environment, um, I really feel like both quarterbacks will do decent in that game, but I really feel like it still be a close defensive game, um, but it will be um, – probably 26 to 23 in favor of the, um, the um, Panthers. Okay. Um, the, the, this game, um, I didn't really think about too much until you just mentioned about Sam Darnold with, uh, you know, playing his X team in the first game. That, that, that is an interesting uh, dynamic to see. Like usually you you'll wait during the season to see, you know, or maybe next season, sometimes you don't even play the team that, that lets you go, but that is going to be something that is going to be on his mind for the entire game. He is definitely going to try to prove to the jets that they made a mistake in letting him go. So I think he, he went to a perfect scenario with Carolina. Let's not forget about Christian McCaffrey, bro. Christian McCaffrey is that boy. And he was by far and away, I think, the best running back, maybe not by far and away, but definitely considered the best running back in the league before he got hurt. And he's going to be back in the mix. So they didn't have a running back like even close to that um, for the Jets the whole time Darnold was there. 
And I think Darnold also was injured a lot, you know, didn't have a lot of playing time. I, I don't think he ever really played a full season. So it's an opportunity for him to really prove that he is a good player. I never believed in the kid, though, to be honest. I never believed in Darnold from, from college. I think he, he flashed in this season. I believe it was his, his freshman season at USC. And then his sophomore season, he regressed because they figured out who he was in college. And then he came out, um, I believe, after that year. And he's been kind of what somewhat mediocre. Um, he's showed flashes here and there. I just don't believe in him. I just don't. I think actually the Jets made a good move in letting him go. I think after three years, if, if you don't produce, like it's on to the next one. Because in this league, quarterbacks produce quickly. Now, we already see what Kyler Murray is doing. We see what Josh Allen is doing. Um, Patrick Mahomes performed very well in his second year. I believe he won the Super Bowl in his second year in the league. You know, um, Russell Wilson won, won in his, his, a Super Bowl very early in his career. So we ain't got time to wait. There's more quarterbacks coming in from college football that that, that can play, you know. So if you can't play, we're going to find somebody else. That's basically what these teams are saying. And I, I quite frankly just don't believe in Sam Darnold. And he's just not a guy that I believe in long term. However, I do believe in him for this game. <laughs> you know for this game i'm pretty sure he is going to be like i am doing everything i can to win this game he's going to yeah. give up his arm his leg his shoulder you know his his firstborn if he had a kid to win this game you know it, it's gonna be all or nothing it's like it's just proven that that he is a man you know probably to you know for himself for this game so in this game, I'm going to trust that that chip on your shoulder is going to lead you to a victory, and Christian McCaffrey in your backfield is going to help you a ton. And Carolina does have a pretty decent defense uh, from what I remember. Um, they were kind of didn't really have a lot of offense last year to really kind of balance that out. So I think with the running game, you know, the running game kind of slows the game down gives your defense time to rest. And I think that will be be a difference in this game. The the line is is Carolina by four. Um, so I think it's gonna be around that. And the Jets, I can't pick the Jets, man. I it's like it's like I like you said, man, I hate the Jets with a passion, bro. Like I hate Jets fans too, because Jets fans are delusional AF just like Nick fans. I was just about to say that. <laughs> they just, they just delusional, you know, and Cowboy fans too, just the delusional. They just think that their team has been good and they have not been. And whenever they get any little sign of light that they're going to be back, they're like, oh, you know, all these New York accents start coming out. You know, the, the stupid J-E-T-S Jets shit comes oh. out. And I'm just like, oh, nah, not with this nonsense as well and i got a lot of friends who, who are actually jet fans <laughs> and it's just and then we're always fighting with these guys in the stands you know like there's a i mean to me it's one of the best rivalries. there's not any big rivalries in the nfl but i think it's one of the best rivalries um you know in the nfl 
and I can't root for the Jets. And, and Zach Wilson, I agree, bro. I saw him in the preseason, and I was like, man, this kid, you know, he he has patience. You know, he has poise. Um, he doesn't make bad throws. He can make good throws too, out routes, deep ball. I mean, he he has the tools uh, to to be great. To be honest, because he he's patient. He's not a not a running quarterback. It's not a dual threat. He's a sit in the in the pocket type of quarterback. So, and then they got Elijah Moore, who's from the crib, uh, a receiver who I believe in. I think he's going to be pretty good. And um, I'm not sure what their defense is really going to be looking like. But you know, for this game, yeah, I, I go with Sam Darnold uh, to to pull out this win. But uh, the other game that jumped out for me was the Saints and the Packers, bro. Like this, 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 this is a good game because one, we get to see Jameis Winston out here, bro. Jameis. We get to see famous Jameis out here do it for the big easy. You feel me? You heard me? You know, <laughs> let's see what he does for New Orleans, you know? And Jameis Winston, like, I don't know, man. I got mixed feelings about the kid, you know, because one, you play for Florida State, and I, I just don't, I don't mess with Florida State like that, you know. Um, you're not as bad as Florida Gators. You're not as bad as the Notre Dame. I hate those teams more, um, but you're still Florida State, and you're still the biggest rivalry uh, team for the Miami Hurricanes. And during those years when you was there, you was waxing us. Let's be honest, you know. And, and you had Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Come on, like, and you had um Kelvin Benjamin as your tight end. It, it was just ridiculous the team that they had. Kelvin Benjamin. I believe he's out of the league. Uh, last yeah. I heard, last I heard, he was out of the league. All uh, that sending out he was doing and blaming other people, like, hmm. Yeah, I think he kind of ate his way out of the league because he was looking chunky as hell. <laughs> hard to say. I mean, I, I hate to say that about him, especially since he's like my last, you know, he's like Cuzzo. I'm sure we probably distant cousins. He's from Palm Beach, too. You know, <laughs> you know, people used to ask me all the time. It's like, you related to Calvin Benjamin or Travis Benjamin? I was like, nah. But sometimes I'd be like, yeah, just to mess with people. But nah, we, we ain't related like that. But but yeah, he he. Uh, um, and I lost my train of thought, but uh, we'll talk about it. Um, still a little fat. Yeah, he, yeah, hey. he, he's out of the league, and I, I, I definitely uh feel damn. I, I, I totally I lost my train of thought. Like I, I, I like I like transported back to like that era in my life when I was reporting, and it just brought me back That's to that time. When you speak on. Kelvin Benjamin, you know, <laughs> train of thought because it's not too much to talk about. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Oh, James Winston. Let's go back to James Winston, bro. Like he, yeah, he is a player that I not didn't necessarily like because he played for Florida State. And the, the tomfoolery he was going through, like, you know, there was a like a rape charge that did, wasn't really a rape charge. And then you're groping somebody in an Uber. You know, you're still in crab legs. You know, you just you're doing the most, bro. You're just doing the most. See, but he didn't steal the crab legs. He he just said he stole the crab legs because if he would have if he would have said that he got it for free, they would have suspended him. You know how NCAA um normally do. So he yeah. took one for the team and he took one for his homeboy or homegirl that was actually looking out and yeah, giving yeah. Him crab legs. 
as far as the one in the Uber, that's the one I didn't understand. I'm just like, yo, like you already just beat this other charge supposedly. And then now you grabbing people in, in the Uber. In the Uber, ain't you supposed to be in the back seat? How you grabbing people? <laughs> you can do the reach around, man. It's the reach around. You don't know about the reach around. <laughs> I seen something like that on World Star where somebody was actually trying to touch somebody's breast that was sitting in front of um the dude. He got caught and you know everybody called him out. But like, come on, come on, yeah. Jameis. Like you yeah. just for that. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta, you gotta be better. You gotta be positioning yourself a little bit better. You in the limelight, everybody knows who you are, you know, that type of stuff. You know, I, I just feel like he, he's just been doing the most, but he gets a chance to be the starting quarterback because yeah. we all know Drew Brees retired. You know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time has retired. So they were going to say they gave, you know, you know, what's crazy is that they gave Taysom Hill all that money, all this money. And what is he going to do? Do the same thing he's been doing for the past couple of years. Be the backup. You know? That's messed up, up, though. It is really messed up. That's the same thing, like, when it came to, uh, um, um, what's his name? Um, The guy, the the, the guy, that was with Jacksonville that they cut recently, Tebow. That's the same thing. It's just, like, they're giving certain people money and opportunities and you're not that great, supposedly. Yeah, you're not worthy. Taysom Hill, definitely not worthy. Nobody, I don't know who thought in their right mind that Taysom Hill was going to be a legitimate starting quarterback in this league. You are a gadget type of player. You're like a Cordell Stewart back in the day. You know, like, you know, not even that good. Because Cordell Stewart was a little bit better. Um, slash, yeah, that's what we used to call him. Um, but yeah, Taysom Hill got all this money to get paid. And then you got Jameis Winston. Yeah, he did have a bad season with uh, Tampa Bay, but that was actually, well, when it comes to interceptions, yeah, the most interceptions I believe ever, you know, that was, that was like, that's the knock on you on Winston. You had the most interceptions ever in a season, but at the same time, I think you had the most passing yards or. Yeah. Yeah. Like five, the first 30 for 30 guy. Ironically, he was the first guy with 30 interceptions and 30 touchdown passes. So, of course, they're going to focus on the negative and be like, bro, you, you, you had 30 interceptions. Come on, man. Like, there's some quarterbacks that will go three seasons and not have 30 interceptions. So, come on. Like, I understand that point. But at the same time, let's look at the positive. You had 30 touchdowns. So, maybe we can, like, just kind of tone down your erraticness or like throw it in the ground do like tom brady throw it in the ground throw it away or check down to your running back you know check down there's always a running back somewhere around you know after they get off of that block off of that blitz if they blitz you have your running back as an outlet and i feel like the 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 coach for uh new orleans sean payton should be able to tame him you know, so I'm so so now I'm actually rooting for for Jameis Winston this season. I actually want him to see uh, I want him to do well. He is a black quarterback. I pretty much root for every black quarterback, every black player, really. Um, but especially black quarterbacks, because, you know, since the 70s, we haven't been getting our, our play. I mean, Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. And I think he's better than some of these quarterbacks that are in the league right now cam newton doesn't even have a job right now which is ridiculous i think he's one of the he's definitely one of the 
32 best quarterbacks in this league. Come on, man. You telling me Cam Newton is not a former MVP, is not good enough to be in the league? That 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 that's just <laughs> what's that? He's not better than Taysom Hill. <laughs> right, exactly. He don't deserve that bread like Taysom Hill got. So, so yeah, I'm a root for Jameis Winston um, this season. Now, in this game, you playing the Green Bay Packers, arguably probably the second best team um, on paper in the NFC um, behind the Tampa Bay sucks. <laughs> um, you got Aaron Rodgers, who, like Julio Jones, weird, obvious Hall of Famer is kind of playing with a chip on his shoulder this season. You know, it's like he's going to show that he is worthy, which is a scary thing. You know, it's a scary thing because Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And then you got, you still got Devontae Adams over there. Still got Aaron Jones who resigned. And you still got a really good team in Green Bay. And I think Green Bay, although I'm rooting for James Winston, comes finds out a way to win this game because of all of this I need to prove myself type of thing. If they didn't have that, maybe I would go with the Saints. But the, the Packers, who are favored three and a half points, so they're projected to win by four points in this game, I think make that. And I think they do cause Jameis Winston to have some kind of turnover. I think Jameis Winston is going to be conscious of the interceptions and he's probably going to hold the ball too much now and take sacks and maybe fumble the ball, you know, because uh, sometimes he, he turns the ball over. He just he has a tendency to turn the ball over. He gets in his head. He doesn't know where to go with the football, usually right at the snap. So I think they'll find a way to get to him and put some pressure on him. It's his first start in how long, you know, so that's a lot of pressure on him, uh, that fan base. You're replacing a legend. You're replacing a legend um, in New Orleans, in Drew Brees. So that's that's already pressure in itself. And you're trying to prove to, you know, to yourself that you still got it. I think that that's just going to be too much for, for Winston to handle. I think he's going to end up having a good season. They likely will make the playoffs because they got that boy Kamara, who, who I love. I love Alvin Kamara. He's just as good as Christian McCaffrey to me, or if not better. Um, and, you know, if Michael Thomas, I'm not sure what's his injury situation or if he's coming back, but was that? He's always injured. He's always been injured. Yeah. Ever since we're talking shit to Devontae Parker, he's always been injured. Yeah, he's been cursed ever, ever since that time. I totally agree. But if he comes back at some point in the season, you have another weapon. Um, so I, I, I feel good about the Saints champs, uh, chances going forward after this game, but not this game. I feel like the Packers win this game. Um, I would say relatively easy. I'll say 31-21. Green Bay. Um, I agree with the with the victory, but not with the score. Um, first and foremost, you know, you got Jameis. You know, I think he's gonna do good. Why? First thing he did that he should have done years ago, even in probably not in college, because I don't know if it would have worked out. You know, I think you get you you got more fi finances. So when you get more finances, you have better doctors. So him actually doing the laser surgery, finally getting the laser surgery. So that, you don't see that no more. You see when he squint his eyes and he can't see anything, you don't get LASIK. Huh? He got LASIK surgery? Yes, he got that? LASIK. And, okay. and he got LASIK. And this is the first season since he had the LASIK surgery. So notice in the preseason, 
he won the job outright, you know, because he had actually seen the field. You don't need to squint. You don't need to worry about thing, uh, a damn thing. When it comes to um, coach-wise, I think he landed in a great spot, you know, because Bruce Arians, even though he's the player's coach, he's he he's a gunslinger at my at, at, at first. You know, he wants you to try everything. He tries to fit it in. So that 30, that 30 and 30 is not just because of Jameis is because the head coach is telling him and giving him that power to do that, knowing that he can't really see the field like that. You know what I'm saying? So just the plain fact that you got Sean Payton telling him like, yo, calm down, fall back a little bit, get what you can, you know, and, you know, if you don't see it, throw it away. All that trying to force it, it's out the window. We got two different type of um, coaches, especially even when it came to, to last year with the with the Tampa sucks you know in the beginning you seen how his bravado when he was actually speaking about Tom Brady basically he's saying like this is my team I know he's a hall of famer but I call the plays I do this I do that and after he gave Brady the, the, the that basically do what he want that's when they start really being um better than expected that's when Tom Brady start really showing out, you know, when he wind up doing that. So I really, truly feel, I really, truly feel that is the reason why um, famous Jameis didn't do so good when he was with Bruce Arians. Now that he's with Sean Payton, you got better weapons around him. Again, you, you, you had who? You had arguably one of the top five. top six or do certain things that you should do this way rather than doing that way before you didn't have that because when you first came in the league you was the starter you was like the um, first few picks you and Mariota and and you didn't have really anybody to actually um be like okay um do it this way rather than you feeling yourself and you're like I'm gonna do what I want and especially you know when you're a top pick you got that bravado also you're like man they pick me because I'm good. They they pick me because they seem like I have flashes, especially when you're like a top five pick type. So me, I think him and and Mariota went one and two. So you know, yeah, I think yeah. that was a negative thing for him also. You know, because you know he had all those negative um, clouds over him with the crabs, of course, and 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 you know you rewarded him being the top one or top two pick in in the NFL draft. And, you know, no one actually forced them to take that LASIK surgery. And I know, like, I feel you if you were scared, you know, because don't nobody want to go under the knife. Don't nobody want to be put to sleep um, to have these surgeries. And and you scared you probably not going to come back and wake back up. So if that was one of the reasons why you didn't have it, then I feel you. But I'm happy that you got it now. And again, like what you said, you got Kamara, you got you got a plethora of weapons in New Orleans because New Orleans is known for being high powered, known for scoring 38, 42 points every game. But that was with Drew Brees. Now you got another quarterback that he has the, the, the talent to do it, but he didn't have the knowledge. He didn't. So now that you have Sean, Sean Payton and you, you was behind Drew Brees, I, I really feel like, um, you know, Jameis can actually do good. Now, um, for me, on the other hand, going back to what Marcus alluded to, you got arguably 
I really think that he's the best quarterback in the league, to be honest with you. He may not have the best attitude, but I look at him like Dan Marino. Like yeah. he has, he has, he could, he can do any, he could throw any um, type of ball. He has the arm. He has the accuracy. He knows the, um, the, the ball placement, you know, and he's doing that with probably just one, one receiver. He never really had a great offense around him. He basically was LeBron James when he was with the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, just LeBron is the only guy that's taking you there, but I can't win it by myself, you know, and, and, and you know, his, his running back, um, they got rid of, you know, they got rid of his running back. They got rid of other guys. They got rid of Clay Matthews. So that defense, um, and what's that? What's, what's their, their, their Dick LeBeau? Was it Dick LeBeau was the defensive coordinator? Um, coordinator? Yes. And, and, and notice they're like, oh, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a great, he's a great defensive-minded um, um, coach. And the last few years, you notice that the defense wasn't as great. Personally, I think that the talent, you know, was different. You know, it's always good. Coaches look good when you got talent on the team, you know. But when the talent's not there, you don't look good. That's why one of the reasons why I kind of like Bill Belichick Kind of. I hate him, but I kind of like Bill Belichick because, again, he normally don't have all these um, great names and big names on his defense, on his offense, and he still find a way to make it work and still be um, close in the game. So um, as far as what you're saying, um, of course, um, Aaron Rodgers got a chip on his shoulder. Of course, he want to leave uh, Green Bay. And he want to shove it down their throat with me being like, yo, yes, I'm the best quarterback. Not Tom Brady, not Tom Shady, not Patrick Mahomes, not these uh, um, quarterbacks that other people put in front of me. And I'm the MVP. I'm the MVP of the league. You should be saying me, you know, but of course you're not going to say me because I got a bad attitude. But I understand people not, bless you. I understand people not having, be people from him having a bad attitude because if you take away all my weapons, and you always giving me nothing. This is the reason why LeBron came to Miami because y'all never surrounded him with great talent. You know, I'm the talent and I need other talent around me. Besides that raw receiver, you know, that he has, um, that I know he did not sign the extension. So he wants to be a free agent. He knows that Aaron Rodgers is leaving. So he, the only thing that, I, I really feel like Aaron Rodgers want to win a Super Bowl this year and leave them. And yeah. that's their precedence. Precedence. They're already talking about it's the last dance. Have you see the last dance. See, yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so imagine winning the Super Bowl. Me, Aaron Rodgers, winning the Super Bowl, and Marcus is Green Bay. And I tell Marcus after winning the Super Bowl, peace. We out. <laughs> oh, that fan base is going to hate. The organization, like you know, and and we know we know the fans do have um, chips in in stock in, in in Green Bay, so it's not the typical you know um, typical ownership base or whatnot. But but again, yeah. he doesn't like the general manager. And what people got to understand, you do what the 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 great player or the person that's always making you win. You do what they want sometimes. That's the only thing that Pat Riley didn't do. I wish he would have done it with LeBron. He still would have been here. We still would have, we probably would have had like four more rings, you know, but he did not want to appease to what LeBron wanted. 
Same like this general manager. He's not going to appease to Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers is going to show you why his name is Aaron Rodgers. Why me, I compare him to Dan Marino. And I feel like it's just going to be icing on the cake to just go ahead and destroy Jameis Winston. You think that he's going to lose to Jameis? He do not need that on his resume. I lost to Jameis. So that's another reason why I know it's going to be a blowout. Me, I think that it's going to be high-powered game because New Orleans always, and not just that, New Orleans and, and Green Bay, every time they play each other, um, it is a high-powered, uh, um, high-scoring game. So I think that it's going to be 38-30 to 30 Green Bay. Okay. Okay, almost sound like my, my score. So um, so we're going we're gonna to wrap up on the NFL picks. Yes. Uh, but we got to talk about the Miami Hurricanes tonight. They playing Appalachian State uh, at 7 p.m. primetime game at Hard Rock. I mean, it should be a good atmosphere because usually Hurricanes fans come out at night. You know, we don't come out for the day games because it'd be hot. <laughs> you know, and if it's not a and not an opponent that we don't really know. I mean, the average casual uh fan doesn't know who Appalachian State is or you know, or very familiar with any players on the team or anything like that, or you know, they probably don't even know where that is. Do you know even know where that is, Wes? Where Appalachian State is? Every time I think about Appalachian State, I think about the movie Wrong Turn. <laughs> you know me? Where they're in the woods. They're in the woods, in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that that's why someone said that they're from Boone or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Boone, Boone, North Carolina. See, oh, see, I didn't even know. Yeah. See, Boone, North Carolina. I didn't even know it was in North Carolina. I just heard Boone. I'm like, Boone. Yeah, yeah. It's know. yeah, basically around the Appalachian Mountains over there. They are, if you ever seen the stadium of where it's at, it's pretty much like in the woods, mountain areas. But uh, yeah, so this this is a team that we played actually, I want to say four years ago in Appalachian State. This was during the market. What? what? Whooped the ass. I remember that game. Yeah, we whooped the ass. It was the Mark Rick era. Um, what's his name? What was the running back we had? Um, was it Walton? Walton. Mark Walton had a big day that game. He scored, I believe, on the first play of the game. Yeah, he took it to the house. It was a regular running play up the middle. He took to the house. So um, people are probably thinking like, oh, okay, it's going to be another situation like that. I think it very well could be because we're at home and we're coming off a loss. You know, we're coming off a not just any loss, too. We got blown out, on, embarrassed on national TV. Everybody was watching this game on Saturday and we got embarrassed. So that's already on a, in their head. They're not taking Appalachian State lightly from what I know, from what I've been reading. So they're not taking them lightly at all. I've seen Appalachian State play a little bit last week against East Carolina. And, you know, they, you know, have a, have a pretty decent offense for the team that they were playing, East Carolina. This should be an easy game. It should be on paper like an easy game. Let me check what this but they, they spread is. They be recruiting from down here. I, I know they got a few people from Northwestern on that team. They do. They they got uh they got Noel, who is a running back I loved. I'm glad to see that he got an offer from a D1 school in Appalachian State um at the time. 
he's kind of a small back, but he knows how to play. You know, he knows how to get into the hole and, and you know, burst through it. But he shouldn't be on a level that is going to, like, give the Hurricanes problems. You know, this should be – and. and this should be a team that we take care of, right? But the spread is only seven and a half, which means the experts, the quote-unquote experts, think it's going to be just a touchdown game, which it could very well be. Just because, you know, don't be a don't be surprised if this is a close game at halftime. Don't be surprised if this is a close game in the third quarter. But mid third quarter, mid and then fourth quarter this is a game that the Hurricanes should take over naturally because let, let's be honest. Um, we were outmatched in, in, in the other game against uh, Alabama. This is a, uh, we were hoping, I was hoping that it was just going to be a close game. Like it was going to be a seven, 10 point game. I was going to be happy with that. If, if we made it close like that. And it was not that it was not a game. It could have been worse. You know, to be honest, it could have been worse. They they took their foot off the gas pedal in the second half. They were not really, they were like, they already, you know, they were up 28 uh, to three or something like that at that point. And they just kind of took their foot off the gas. They still had Bryce Young still playing, who I definitely think is that boy. But my point is about that game is that we had the mo- one of the most pressures in college football, yeah. which means – and, and I was really impressed with Bryce Young as a quarterback. I wasn't expecting him to be, play as well as he played in this game because there was so many times where he was under pressure. Like, we were getting to him. We just couldn't get him on the ground. He would find a way to throw the ball or he would find a way to run for more yards every time. And because of that, I think that it's more Bryce Young as a good player than us being a bad team. You know, and I think we're going to we're going to be able to get pressure on Appalachian State and there's going to be sacks and there's going to be turnovers. And De'Ara King, when I seen him at the press conference. I felt like he was damn he was really emotional about it, you know, like like it really the, the loss really hurt him emotionally. And I think he's carrying that emotion into this game. And you're going to see a Derrick King that is going to be on fire. You know, I think he's going to be on fire in this game. I think we're finally going to see a high-tempo offense that is going to score points and bunches. If they get away, they what they need to do is get away from this running game so much. You know, let's pass first. Pass first and then run later. Loosen up the defense first and then gash them with the runs. If you start out with the runs first, and you don't get the yards that you need to get, you're going to be in third and long situation. No one wants to be in third and long situations, don't matter who you play. You don't want to be in a high-pressure moment where you have to make a play in this moment to keep the drive going. So I think Rhett Lashley, the offensive coordinator, is going to make those adjustments. And, and it is, like I said, I think it's going to be a close game for the most part, but – I think they take over in the second half and pull away. And this could be like a two to three touchdown uh, end of being a uh, uh, final uh, type of score. So as far as score is concerned, I'm just going to say the Hurricanes win this game 34 to 17. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, I agree. Um, nothing, I don't know about the score yet. But um, I, I really feel like we're going to go ahead and dominate this game. Hopefully, D.R. Keen is 100% because last week, like, I thought he got injured. I, you know, he was walking off the field. Oh, yeah. I was like, damn. That was, that was a scary moment. You know, for me, I'm like, damn, it's, it's over, you know. Um, but, but, but again, like you said, we had the most – Um, that week, and like you said, you know, we did not expect that quarterback to, you know, but I did not expect. Well, I did expect the referees to help. They expect the referees to help. They did help. Some people are gonna be like, oh, you know, like look at the score. The referees didn't help. No, the referees helped enough. The recording stopped. So yeah, for me, I, I actually um, looked at that situation like, why did that even happen? And it happens because same like when we played Clemson, the referees find a way to help those teams. Again, they still hate us. They still hate the weather. They still hate the beaches. They still hate the women. And just the plain fact that people saying that the university are on their way back. They hate that too, because they know that they're on their way back. We have some five-star commits that decide to stay to the crib than to go to the typical Ohio States and Alabamas. And, 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 and um, for me, I really feel like we have a chance to win the ACC now looking at Clemson, because they definitely did not look good when they actually played. So um, for me, the Miami Hurricanes, knowing that the Miami Hurricanes, seeing that Clemson did lose, they're going to capitalize. Forget just winning the Coastal. Why, why not win the ACC? You know, Clemson is not Clemson no more. Uh, uh, um, Sunshine, he's in. The, he's playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. So, again, um, we have uh, a, a good team. Uh, I don't know about the old line, if, if you can say that um, they're great yet, because, you know, they wind up, I think um, – um, I think the right tackle, they, they, the first play or, or first play he messed up, they took him out, you know, and that's what I want to see. If you effing up and, 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 and putting our quarterback in danger, you know, you, you missing assignments, then I'm going to take you out. You know what I mean? Because you shouldn't miss assignments. We're considered the, 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 the old line has the most, uh, uh, not knowledge, but the most games played or, the 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 um O line that 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 should be considered one of the best and the way we played last week we're not one of the best you know now again that guy um Allen you know he's going to the league so um no it, it didn't seem like nobody could stop him that he 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 just looked like a man versus boys yeah. you know so so you know I can't knock that but yeah like I did not like the way we played that game like Marcus said pass the ball first and then run the ball, you know, but, but for me, it was, it was a good, it was, even though we got to ask what I really feel better about, about the game because like I'm seeing what the, what the referees was doing. And if you got to do that against a team that we don't even feel like they're back yet, then it shows that we're on, on the way. Because if you know they're gonna Alabama's the best team and they're gonna win it anyway, they got five star after five star. You replace a five star with a five star backup, or if not a four star backup. Look, if you gotta help them, 
then that means that we're doing what we need to do. That was a safety, but it was not a safety. That was a pass interference or holding that wound up being an interception, but you didn't call that. Like, again, I understand people are human and people make mistakes, but you can't make multiple mistakes and have me think that it was just a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. People saying they was on neutral ground. It wasn't on a neutral ground. Alabama's three hours away. If you if, if you driving, like it's it's harder for us to 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 drive from Miami to to um, Atlanta. That is not a three hour drive. That's at least ten hour drive. You know, because it's like two three hours to drive to Orlando. Going back to this game, um, they recruited a lot of individuals from Miami from Northwestern, like you said. With the running back, you're happy that he's he 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 wound up making it to a D1 school. But um, me, I, I think it should be a blowout. It, it, and and same like when we played them four years ago, or um, we're gonna destroy him. I still don't like Cam Harris. Cam Harris for me, he's not gonna make it to the league. You know, he he does. He just runs straight up the middle, even though there's nothing there. I want a, a running back that if they don't see anything, then he's going to find a way to make it work. So us, our running back that got suspended for the first, what, five, four games, I think it's really going to hurt us. I think Knight, you know, it's really Yeah, Jalen Knight and suspended for the first four games, so three more games now. Yeah, so him, I liked him when I seen him last year. When they took out Chaney and put him and other running backs in, you seen, all right, we got some running backs. Yeah. But Cheney, like, you know, like, same like with, 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 um, the, Cam. the, 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 the I don't well, yeah, um, Cam, same with Cam when it comes to Cam and the guy that's playing DN now. And I notice I don't even know your name anymore because you don't play a factor. You know, you used to be I'm a, a Zach, Zach McLeod. McLeod. Huh? Yeah, McLeod. Yes, McLeod. There's a cloud over your head. You're not doing shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Cam, like, what are you doing? Like, what where is this 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 great running game that, that we supposedly supposed to have with you on the team? You and especially you, you crabbing and running your mouth saying you're not being used as much. And that why is that? Because you did what you did in Alabama and you was doing the same thing you was doing last year. And they seen it, and he took you out. Same like he took that lineman out. That 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 Mr. Nassiman got uh, almost got Derek King injured. Like yeah. yo, like if it's not working, I'm gonna take you out. I don't care if you've been here four or five years and you're a super senior. Look, if you're a super senior, you're supposed to be dominating these freshmen, dominating these sophomores, dominating these juniors, and you're not doing any of that. You're just being a running back. And you're not being a good running back at that. So, again, me saying that, knowing that I'm all for the you, like, you should take these comments and really take it. Because, you know, we want to we wanna build you up. We want to say good things about you. But every time I see you play, you don't, you don't do anything that, 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 that speaks out to me. Anybody can go ahead and, and, and break away and have some glimpses. I don't want to see a glimpse. I want to know, like, when you're on the, on the field, you're going to do your thing. When Wally was on the field, he did his thing. I was thing. just going to say that. Other, you know what I mean? When other individuals was on our team and playing for us, even – and this guy, he made bad decisions. You see, he's not even in the league right now, but when he's on that gridiron, he know what to do, you right. know? Like, 
Well, I wish he, I wish he, I wish he um, would have panned out for the Dolphins because that was one of the, that was one of the guys. Like when he played, he was good, but he wanted yeah. to mess it up. You're an individual that you don't mess up on, in, in, in real life, but in the field, you mess up. I don't want you. You feel me? I do not want you on the team. Happy that this is going to be your last year. Happy this is going to be McLeod's last year. And because and, and, Manny Diaz, no, people already people already talking. You got Butch Davis right there, FIU, ready to go. And FIU ain't doing so great. But again, the development of his players when he was in North Carolina, he did his thing. When he was in Miami, he did his thing. Imagine you being the cause of Manny Diaz getting fired. No, why you think he's being a defensive coordinator now? He's calling the plays because he know there's a light shining on him right now. And he is not going to go ahead and keep putting you in the game and you ain't doing shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me in this game, with my rat, sorry for my rat, you know. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. But, but, I totally but, feel you. I feel you 100% about Cam Cam Harris. I mean, like, he's just not that dynamic running back that I'm that we are used to seeing at the University of Miami. Exactly. I mean, we need a dynamic running back. When he's in the open field, you're expecting him to – you know, to juke or you know, to, None to, of that. You know, turn on the afterburners or stiff arm somebody. Like, we don't see that. We just see that exactly like you said, just a regular running back. You know, it's like like when you're playing in Madden, they're, they're like they're like 85. You know, they're like <laughs> an 85 running back. You know, they're good, but they're not that explosive running back that if they get in the open field, you score a touchdown. You know, that that we need a 90, 95, yes. you know, type of running back. We, you don't have to be 99, you know, but and I totally agree with you about Jalen Knighton. Jalen Knighton is that type of player. He's that type of player that will take it the distance. Um, uh, Chaney, I think, is, you know, he's more of a, you know, at this point, a regular type of back. I think he has the potential to be greater than Cam long term. I mean, they're all relatively uh young Knighton and um and Cheney but yeah Knighton is an unfortunate um you know uh situation where he's not playing but I totally agree he, he's more of that player like and then when I watched him in high school too he was he was a great player I seen Cam in high school as well and he wasn't as dynamic as Knighton was Knighton was like Knighton had offers from uh, Oklahoma and and he was committed to Oklahoma at, at one point he was committed to Florida State and then he finally changed his mind and went to uh, committed to the U but you know that that's the type of dynamic player that college coaches seen in high school um you know, with Cam I'm not sure exactly what type of offers he was getting but at that time but yeah Cam at this point of your career you were super senior you know at this point you could have possibly you know running backs at the u usually are out by this time they're yeah gone. <laughs> they're usually gone to the league by this time and uh, third year right after third year you you don't see these guys no more because they already in the league you know the lamar millers of the uh, of the world and the mark the waltons Johnsons. in the world you know the duke johnsons of the world you know those those are the type of running backs that that we're used to seeing and you are supposed to be that guy you're from the crib you're from Kara city you know, you're supposed to be that guy to step in, and we haven't seen it yet, and I, I doubt that we're ever really going to see it at, at this point. You know, the, the best runner that we have on this team that can play 
is De'Aaron King. De'Aaron King, sadly, after coming off an ACL injury, is probably the best rusher at on the team right now. You know, when Jalen Knighton comes, maybe it's something different. Don Chaney um, develops during the year. Maybe it's something different. But right now, if I need somebody to run the ball for a first down, it's going to be De'Aaron King. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, we'll see what happens tonight. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm hopeful that, that they'll take over in the second half. But um, I, I'm not – I wouldn't be surprised at all if, it, if, it's, a, if it's a close game going into the second half. I don't think it's going to be a close game, though. I think I think it's going to be, you know, I think um, App State going to score first. It's going to be seven to zero. And then, you know, the University of Miami is going to go ahead and capitalize. And um, I, I really truly feel like the, 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 the end score will be 28 to 10, you know, um, or 28 to 13. App State probably get two field goals and a touchdown or one one touchdown and a field goal. And Miami's just going to go ahead and show um, the rest of the world that we are trending upward because again, at the end of the day, even though uh, we got destroyed by Alabama, we're ranked number twenty-two. So the rest of the the rest of the we should be out of the top twenty-five if if we're that bad. But we lost against uh, a team that probably can be some beat some of these NFL teams. I know they can beat the Jaguars. You know, <laughs> I know that for a fact. You know, so so again. Um, I, I really feel like um, De'Ara King, Manny Diaz, and the rest of the Miami Hurricanes is going to go ahead and show us and not show us that we're in the right direction. But you saying it's going to be a close game, that will be the biggest negative for us because it'll be like, okay, you're supposed to be dominating against these, um, these teams because nobody really know where they're from. Again, I didn't know they were from North Carolina, you know. Um, and, and, and these recruits that's on the gate going to be like, why would I want to come to Miami? You know what I'm saying? Like, let me go somewhere else, you know? Let me go somewhere where 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 I'm going to play. And and even though in Miami, you know, it's competition, you know, you if you play, if you compete and you beat out your competition, you'll play. But for some reason, I don't think that's the case because, um, like, Cam, you're still starting running back. And if there's a competition – your ass shouldn't be starting. So me, again, final score, Miami 28 to 10, probably 28 to 13, one of those two scores. But I really truly feel like Miami is going to go ahead and do their thing and dominate in this game. All right, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, that's it. That's it uh, as far as all I got. Um, is that it? Is that the wrap on the podcast? One last thing. One last thing. Did you see what happened um, with the Shannon Sharp and um, interviewing Terrell Owens? And, no. he, and him talking about um, McNabb, like he was like, "Well, he want to whoop McNabb ass. He'll 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 um, go on um, Triller and and, and 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 box camp. I'm oh, not camp, but McNabb, and he'll give all the proceeds. He don't even need no money. He just want to whoop his ass in the middle of the ring. That's one thing. And then you have the other one where you have Donald Trump. Donald Trump is gonna go ahead and um, be." Uh, uh, commentating one yeah. of these boxing fights, and I love what he said. He was like, um, "They was like, who would you who would would you box?" Or you know, he was like, "I I, I won't go against these these um, real boxers, you know, because they're athletes. They've been doing this for a while. I get destroyed basically. But if there was one person I'll box, you know, I'll box Biden." 
and I know I'll, I'll knock him out. He'll go down in a few seconds, you know? So, so I, I really love that, 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 that comment from him because um, of course, you know that he's been blackballed out of all these platforms and you can't hear him. Even though a lot of people hate Donald Trump, that guy is funny as hell. He say the stuff that, that, that you want to say, you want politicians to say, you know, and, but you know they won't say. But I just love the plain fact that he still got his sense of humor um, and, 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 and he's still um, uh, um, doing his thing. You can't, you can't, you can't um, um, kill a fighter. And even though he's not our president, he's still a fighter. He still has those words and everything like that. So that's one good thing that I do like and that I've that I seen over the weekend. Well, I, I actually don't want to hear Donald Trump's voice at all. I'm glad he was blackballed. Um, I, like I actually don't want to hear him at all. I was actually did, uh, disappointed to hear that he's going to be on this fight. I'm just like, man, uh, that dis, that I may just uh, listen to it with no sound. <laughs> just because, because, man, he's just a jerk, man. And I just don't, in my opinion, I just don't want to hear him anymore. Aaron Rodgers is a jerk, but people still watch him. <laughs> no, I mean, this is a next level type of type of jerk, you know, like for, for him to be like, you know, from, from the first statement that he, he made saying like black people, what, what do you have to lose? I mean, that's a jerk statement. And I, I think it's just disrespect to black though. people. But it's disrespect to black people. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like for me, like I don't want to hear that type of stuff from a president, and I don't really want to hear his voice. And I, I'm good on him. Good on Trump. Not a Trump when he said that. You feel me? Like we, you know, majority of the time, black individuals normally vote Democrat, and all these things are still happening from the police brutality to the low on wages to. To, to not having certain opportunity. So why not go with it in a different direction? Like, but what do you got to actually lose? Stereotype, the fact that you stereotype all black people in that manner. Like you basically said that all black people to me are poor and you have nothing else to, to gain. You have nah, everything but, to gain, but but to go on this side. And just ever since then, I've been turned off about the, it. Majority just, of the black individuals, I don't want to hear his voice. The majority <laughs> of the black individuals aren't middle class, if not upper class, you know, we do have some, uh, a lot that's middle and upper class, but he's not lying when he say um, black people aren't in that echelon. You know what I mean? We got more poor black people and more- I don't need you to stereotype me like that. Don't put me no- That's not a stereotype. That's not a stereotype. Yeah, it is a stereotype. If you say, if you say to all black people, I'm talking to all black people and I'm saying, what do you have to lose? Then you are stereotyping all black people and putting them in a box. Don't put me in a box, bro. Don't put me in a box and say that, oh, um, you better off. You might as well just vote for me. You know, like, come on, get out of here with that. See, but that's where we agree to disagree. I kind of felt him in that comment because I'm like, it, it, it's true though. Like we, we vote one way, all these years and all these things that we want to get changed don't get changed. We still talking about them till this day, you know, and, and, and what do you really got to lose? Like you've been voting the other way for so long. Ain't not everybody paying. votes that way. Not, well. not everybody really. even votes that way. It's like everybody has their own opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true, though. Like, because I normally that, don't vote. Because, um, I mean, obviously you feel some kind of way. You black, Wes. And he puts you in a box, 
So like, like for him to even put you. No, nah, but you gotta understand. I'm, like, a, I'm a realist. I'm a realist, and and the reality is, um, these people say this behind closed doors. He's just the only brave one to say it in front of people's face. So you know, you could you could assume or or, or, or think that that's not how these other individuals are thinking when clearly that's what it is. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's you don't have to tell me. You're assuming the other way too. You're assuming that all these politicians are crooked. That That's also something that you're assuming, you know? So really, it, it goes really, both ways. Not really. I, I, I'm just saying, like, we're not even talking about um, being crooked or not. We're just talking about, you know, like certain things that we, we want to get changed. We've been voting one way for all this time and all these things are still still topic you feel what i'm saying like again if, if if marcus want 10 things to change and those 10 things are still here after multiple presidencies then i'm gonna try something different you know because those 10 things are still on the plate to get addressed and and um if they don't get addressed then you know why i wouldn't knock anybody for trying something different you know Insanity is is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting something different. So expecting something different is going in a different path. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's going to work for the better. Sometimes it's going to work for the worse. You know, I understand that, you know, a lot of people don't like him because he's fresh. But again, when or, or being fresh is sometimes to some individual is telling you what you telling you what you don't want to hear. And um, he, he don't have no problem doing that. And, and as far as as far as right now, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people is going to um, are feeling some type of way of um, being forced to actually take this vaccine by our president, you know, because he is like, we, 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 we gave you, we gave you the opportunity you know, um, to, 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 to take it and, and we're getting frustrated because you guys aren't taking it again, still, regardless, at the end of the day, look, if people want to take that, go ahead. I ain't gonna knock you. If you don't want to take it, then don't take it. The problem for me is when you forcing people to do certain things and you're using your power on the, the presidency right now to force federal, federal workers to take something that they don't want to take. You're gonna have other people be like, well, you take vaccines and certain things to go to school and this, that, and the other. It's different. I understand that. You feel me? I took certain vaccines and this than the other to, to go to school or enroll in school. The right. thing is, people are kind of subconscious about it because it's been so, it's so fast and people are subconscious about it because you're not being really uh, outright um, truthful when it comes to certain things because you need to show the positive and the negatives and all you're showing is the positives and I don't really see many of the positives because you still can't actually um, get COVID even if you actually get it. So for me, any of the positives, I see some of the positives. I see some of the positives, but um, um, I, you need to show some of the negatives also. You really need to show um, the the negative effects of um, 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 taking it. You need to show the, the 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 real deaths behind taking it. You know, you you're just showing oh it's going to help you and this that, and the other, and you're not showing the negative, you know, how people make real decisions is if you give them everything on a plate and then I'm going to make a decision and if I'm going to do it or not. Right now, they're just like, oh, it's, it's only good. There's nothing that's only good. There's good and bad and everything. You 
feel me? Even when you vote for whoever you want to vote for, there's going to be somebody that you like a lot of the stuff that he do. And there's some stuff that you don't like, you feel me? Again, so for me, I really don't think that he's going to um, get another four, four years just behind that. But hey, it's just me. I mean, I don't really care if he gets another four years or not. I mean, but, you know, I mean, as far as the, the vaccine mandate, I understand why he's doing it. Like why, you know, you have you have something that keep, continues to goes on um, and it's getting worse, obviously. Uh, there, the statistics show that uh, vaccines have at least reduced the overall numbers. Of, of people who die from the COVID-19 um, uh, virus. Um, I actually just came from a funeral yesterday. Uh, my, my wife's uncle just passed away from COVID and he, he did not take the vaccine. He was also very adamant about not taking the vaccine. Um, and he is no longer with us now. And I just saw him at a barbecue July the 4th. Um, so it's, I mean, like to, to, to say that the vaccine is not doing anything or it, it's not showing any positive light is, I think, it's, you know, we, we have, we have full stadiums now. See the stadium behind me, we, we get to have a full stadium tonight because of this vaccine. It's not, it's not like the numbers just went down on its own. At least I don't believe that they just went down on its own. I, I think it has a result to a lot of people taking the vaccine. So as a leader, you're thinking, okay, well, there are there is the statistical data that is showing that it either is reducing the number of people who have it or stopping people from actually dying. So, so I understand the mandate. I don't necessarily agree with it because I don't think you should mandate anyone to do anything to their bodies. Although, a lot of people do um, take vaccines for a lot of reasons. A lot of people in the army, they take what, 50 vaccines just to be in the army, you know, or, you know, to go into the league or to go into um, college, you have to take vaccines or whatnot. I understand people, people not ready for it. They say it's too early or whatnot, but I'm a statistical guy. And I feel like the statistics are showing you that this is working to an extent. It's not guaranteed. It's not everything. Everything is not a hundred percent. If you take aspirin, it's gonna say, "Oh, it may it may do this, 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 and that." But th is that gonna stop people from taking aspirin when they have a headache? No, you know. But like, yeah. So I mean, I don't really care about as far as politics that much. But as far as him getting another four years, that that really doesn't matter to me. Um, I just don't like hearing Trump's voice. I, I don't like to hear, hear I just don't like to hear the negativity. I don't want to hear that negativity from a president. I just don't want to hear it, you know, like, and to me, he's disrespectful to black people. He's disrespectful to women. And I, I'm just not for it. And I'm just not aligned with those type of views. I think he did do some good things during his presidency, but all presidents do some good things. And he did some bad things I didn't agree with during his presidency, but all presidents do some bad things. So as far as government is concerned, like, you know, it's it's kind of a slow, a slow and steady race, you know, like, are we better than we were in the 70s? Yes. 
Are we better than we were five years ago? Probably we're more the same, you know, like, so, I mean, the overall with government, I feel like, yeah, long-term 20 years from now, I think it, it'll be better than now, but I'm not looking for results right now. You know, I'm, cause I'm, I'm a realist too. I know not, we're not going to have real results right now. I know police are not going to stop killing black people. That's, that's going to continue. Has it been less than the seventies and sixties and fifties? Yes, it's been less, you know, but like, are we still at the same point relatively? Kind of, you know, we still having issues. Well, I'm mean, a lot of stuff is being put to light a lot more with video phones, but you know, it is what it is though. But I, I, I just don't want to hear Trump's voice. I, I'm, I'm sorry. That's just me. I, I don't want to hear Trump's voice. <laughs> It is what it is, but again, you see, that's why me and Marcus are perfect for the Mark West Sports Podcast, because we agree, but we also agree to disagree. So this is going to conclude this episode on the Mark West Park Spot Podcast. Until next time, peace.